Romans 12. So if you've got a Bible, we're in Romans 12 today. We're um, doing our, um, we're in the middle of our, well, a fair way through our DNA series. This is who we are as a people of God here. Uh, we are people who, this is, our, this is what marks the follower of Jesus Christ. This is the DNA that God is calling us to be. This is who we're becoming. We are people who are pursuing God, people who are loving the family, people who are growing in generosity. And Tim Cameron did a great job of bringing that to us last week. And this week, we're people who are giving our best to the body. And next week, Adam's up talking to you about people who are living and sharing the gospel. So this week, giving our best to the body. Uh, Romans 12, we're going to start at verse 1, which starts in the New Living Translation with these words, and so, you might have it in your translation as therefore, and you've probably heard this before, but whenever you see therefore in the Bible, you need to understand what it's there for. Meaning, referring to what came before. And in Romans, this refers to Romans 1 to 11, which, if you understand your Bible at all, is massive. Um, Because Paul wrote Romans, this letter to the churches in Rome before he met them. And all these churches had sprung up all over Rome. They hadn't had an apostle there teaching or instructing them yet. So Paul in Romans sets out God's basic plan of salvation for all people. Like He he hasn't been there to lay down the foundation theologically that way. And, and, And this organic movement has happened and all these churches in Rome have sprung up. And Paul's writing this letter... He's given it to Phoebe. Phoebe's going to take it to the churches in Rome as here is the, here is the theological foundation for this church that's um, just blossoming right across Rome. And you understand, remember some of these really well-known verses like Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Or 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And Romans 10 with that. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Um, and Romans 8, you know, what, what will separate us from the love of God? Can anything separate us from the love of God? I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons or anything in all creation can separate us. That's all Romans up to this point and much, much more. You get this definite sense through these early chapters of Romans. Wow, we were enemies of God and God was angry with us and we were, we were toast actually. But then he saved us and included us in his unbreakable, unending love. And you can't read that without really, if you, if you, are, if you have the Holy Spirit in you and you read through Romans, you will tremble at where we were. And you'll be overwhelmed by the extent and the cost of God's grace as he saves us. And so, he says... And so, dear brothers and sisters, now I want you to listen out in these verses for what it means for us to give our best to the body. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know what God's will for you. Then you you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. 
You see, uh, the start and the finish of this uh, is helpful for us to understand. Paul is not saying, this is what you have to do, you naughty Christians. He's not saying, if you really want to do it, you have to kind of grind this out. He's going, please, please, this is good and pleasing and perfect. Like, this is awesome for you. So please, you see, get this sense? I plead with you. I plead with you to give up your life. To present your whole body to God. Because this is good and pleasing and perfect for you. Verse 3. Because of the privilege and authority God has given you, given me, I give each of you this warning. You ready? Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. And just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. We read these verses in the New Testament and we're used to, if you're used to them, you go, yeah, yeah, we're one body, we all belong to each other, many parts. Um, but it kind of bounces off our Western culture because in our Western culture, we are not tuned this way. We don't have this kind of corporate um, identity. We are very individualistic in our understanding of ourselves. So who owns you? Like, who owns me? I do. Who's responsible for me? I am. The things that, that I possess, my kind of talents and money and stuff, whose is that? Mine. So just listen to this again. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. So who do I belong to? you who do you belong to me so here is our identity but paul saying please understand this this is good and pleasing and perfect that you surrender your whole life to god that you say god here is my worship to you you can have all of me 24 7 and that you understand that you are not just you you are us and this is good and pleasing and perfect. My identity is corporate. I am Danny, child of God, and I give myself to him. I am Danny, brother to every other child of God, and I give myself to them. This is my DNA. This is God's will for me. This is good and pleasing and perfect. For me, this is who God's transforming me to be and how God's transforming me to think. I know it's not the pattern of this world, but according to this scripture and my own uh, my understanding of the rest of the New Testament as well, I know this, that the day I actually believe deep in my heart that I do not belong to me, that I belong to the church of Jesus Christ, when I actually believe that, I will be better. I will be gooder and more pleasing and more perfect, right? That will be better for me. That's what the Bible is saying here. 
If I can actually, if my identity isn't just this kind of thought, wow, wouldn't that be nice? But it's in here that I know, I know, I know this is true, that I belong to the body of Christ. Now, verse 6. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Or if you've got the NASB, I think it's better does better with this. Uh, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. That is, each of us has been graced by God with gifts for doing certain things well. So God has graced each of us with gifts. What has God given you? What are the certain things that you do well that God's entrusted you with? There are plenty of things that we don't do well. Um, uh, there are the things that we're no good at and we don't like. Um, like... For me, uh, writing policy. Okay, that if I had to do that for even two hours in a day, that's going to kill my whole day. That's going to drain me. Right? I hate it, and you wouldn't like it either because I'm terrible at it. There's, there's things that drain us. Right? I'm no good at it, and I don't like it. Um, then there are things um, that we're no good at that we do like. You got those things? <clears throat> this is the guitar for me. Uh, I love it. Right? And sometimes when I'm on my own and I don't hurt anyone else, I pick it up. Um, and I just, there's some passion in my voice, you know, when I'm in that place. <laughs> um, if my son's there, Matthew, he's got perfect pitch, he'll go, Dad, no, stop. Uh, he'll say these, you're almost these exact words. You, 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 oh, you're so close to there, but you just... You're not there. And anyway, that song's in G. I'm like... <laughs> um, but you know when you, when you pause, you, you strum a chord, you know that song, him, Were You There? When they crucified my life. I love that song. Were you there when they crucified my life? And I'm like, C-sharp minor. Lord. You know, this is me with the guitar, right? It's, these are hobbies, right? These are things we're no good at and we love. Okay, um, this is not bringing our best to the body. Uh, you know, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. That's this space. Uh, it, there's a serious note here, because sometimes you want to bring your hobby to the body, and other people are going, mm. um, you've got to listen to that, because it's actually not, it's for the sake of other people. So there's, there's things like, there's drainers, there's hobbies. Now there's this, what I call chores, which is stuff I'm good at, but I don't like. I'm looking at Leanne here. Leanne coordinates all of our safe, uh, safe uh, child safe, um, policy and, and kind of outflow here. She's great at it. And we're so grateful because we've just got to be compliant um, around that stuff. And I've kind of made her do that. And, uh, and she doesn't enjoy it, but she does a great job of it. But if that's all Leanne did in her whole role, we would kill her. You know what I mean? There's stuff you can do um, that, you, that you are good at, but you don't like. Then there is your sweet spots. Things, you, things that God's gifted you for and, and told you to do. This is your best. Um, so I don't know if uh, Greg Thomas would agree with me here, but uh, Greg's our, uh, he coordinates the, the overarching uh, policy framework around child safe and around our insurance and around... Um, you know, that risk space uh, for Greg. And, um, and he's great at that. 
and he, he can do it hardly without even thinking. And I'm so thankful to God that someone's best is in that space for us here. Praise God that we're all gifted in different ways. Because I could try and help um, African farmers, but it's best if John does that with Emma and Pete Ronalds too. And, I, if, and if I was responsible for picking the best coffee machine and the best coffee, then you'd be in trouble as well. It's best if Pete Morrison does that, and he did. In fact, he came here, um, spent a few hours servicing it last weekend. Just part of him giving his best to the body and if you could follow mark ross or ken lyon or roma or bev for a week you'd be grateful to god for all the people they touch base with and encourage and listen to and spur on they do it quietly but god sees them giving their best you get the idea here god in his grace has gifted each of us we're all recipients of gifts given to us by god's grace poured into our lives so let's keep reading still verse six So if God's given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. And if your gift is serving others, serve them well. And if you're a teacher, teach well. And if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. And if it's giving, give generously. If God's given you a leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. What's Paul's point here? He's not categorizing gifts or making a sanctified list of the only things that matter in the body here. He's just... These are examples. His point is, we're all gifted by God. Each of us has been given gifts from God's grace. God's grace, each of us with gifts, so we can use these gifts to serve the body. If your gift is serving, serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If, you, if it's encouraging, then encourage. If, we can apply this to all the areas we're gifted in. Strategy, evangelism, organization, administration, project management, caring, intercession, discernment, understanding teenagers. That's a big one. Counseling, apologetics, on and on the list goes. The point in Romans 12 is not the list. It's what we should do with the giftedness that God has given us. We should give it to the body. Peter says it like this. Each of you. Okay, so just in case you're feeling missed out at all. This is each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You know what a steward is? Someone who holds something, executes a duty on behalf of. Someone who, who doesn't own it, they just are transacting it on behalf of. The package of natural ability, experience, spiritual gifting in me right now is God's grace to you through me. Not for the sake of me, but for the sake of you. Who's the owner of the gifts God gave me? Remember verse 5? Each member belongs to all the others. So who's the owner of the gifts? You might say, well, God's the owner of the gifts. No, God's the giver of the gifts. Who owns the gift now? Others. My gift is not for the sake of me. It's for the sake of you. You own it. In God's grace. I really want us to get hold of this concept. The grace of God in its various forms goes from God. 
to the body through people that he gifts. We are stewards, conduits, pathways of the grace of God to the body. If you picture the grace of God, I like pictures, like a river, like a crystal clear, life-giving, beautiful, unending river coming from God to us, the church. That river needs to flow through my heart, uninterrupted, to you, for me to experience this grace from God. Because I, I can stop it, I can, I can just go, no, I'm going to keep it, or I'm not going to pass my giftedness on to the body, I'm going to withhold that, I'm going to use all these natural these abilities and gifts and stuff that God has given me to pursue things other than the kingdom, I'm going to, I'm going to just withdraw and abdicate from the body. That's a possibility for us. Now, I'm not talking about circumstances. Sometimes we want to be able to contribute, but we can't because we've got a full family life. We've got uh, little kids. We're called to uh, parachurch work or uh, other kingdom pursuits. Or So this is not about circumstances. This is about what our heart wants. And if your heart doesn't want to give your best to the body, then the flow dries up. And we all miss out. Now, our hearts don't want to give our best to the body for any number of reasons. Like pride, maybe serving our brothers and sisters beneath us, or maybe past hurts, you know, or unforgiveness. Or laziness, or apathy, or priorities other than the kingdom of God. And let me just say, all these things are bad for us. They block the flow. They're not good. They're not pleasing. They're not perfect for us. And don't block the flow. If your heart does not want to give your best to the body, then please have a chat to God about that for your sake. And, and if you need help, find someone that you trust and tell them, oh, my heart doesn't want to give my best to the body. Help me understand why. And then, go, God, can you please just help me? So this flow happens through me to others. Now, again, another reason that people don't give their best to the body is because they feel like they've got nothing to give. I've spoken to a few people in this place. They think, I'm not gifted at all that way. Well... <coughs> I'd say, look, you probably need to stop looking in the mirror or in the eyes of other people for that reality. Read the Word of God that says, each of you has been given gifts. And you don't have to work it out yet. You don't, see, it's not like you have to go, oh, I need to find the thing where I'm in my sweet spot here before I can kind of give my best to the body. Giving your best to the body includes that kind of journey of understanding what is your best, but giving your best to the body is primarily an issue of the heart. You are gifted. God has given you something that we need. And sometimes the need is surprising. I've spoken a little bit about this um, this year because I'm in this life group with Kerry Brown, um, who is gifted. For the body. Like unbelievably gifted for the body. It, not in a way that can kind of help us in, in, in the platform space here, 
but in a way that drags people from all over this city to come and hear about Jesus every Tuesday night. It is unbelievable what God is doing in Kerry's little crew, little crew, 25 people or so, who are down at YFC every Tuesday night. All I do is turn up and teach in that space, and she finds them everywhere. And I am amazed at who she drags in. It's not like, I'm like, how do you know Kerry? Like, how is that even possible? She's an evangelist. And she's, she's given her best to the body. So you are gifted. And, and if you persist with a heart that wants to give your best to the body, um, God will help you and show you what to do. And in the meantime, just throw yourself in and help. Because the call in Romans here isn't to identify your gift. The call is to our hearts to want to give our best to the body. Um, we can sort out what we're gifted for as we go. And you've probably done this in your church life, had to go at this and that and this and whatever, and then find out oh, maybe I should be here. Uh, I used to be a worship leader uh, along the flow. <laughs> um, so don't block the flow. You want to be a disciple of Jesus? Don't block the flow. Foster a heart that wants to give your best to the body. Verse 9 now. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy. But work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. You can see in here what the river from God looks like. And if you reverse these things, you can see how to block it. Any of these things can block the flow of God's grace through you to others. Just, don't, just pretend to love others. There's one way, but don't really. Uh, enjoy what's wrong. That is, nurture sin. Plan to sin. And don't be genuine in your regard for others and don't honor each other. In fact, just run people down. Spread the rumors. Foster suspicions and hearsay. Be lazy. You know, Don't work hard. Or turn up, but be reluctant and whingy about your service. Or be impatient. Don't help those in need. Don't be hospitable. And if we're honest, we can all remember a time <laughs> that we didn't turn up because we couldn't be bothered. Or a time we passed on a destructive rumor or we were, when we turned up in a foul mood and we paid out on the team we were with. We, we have grace for each other in those times, right? We understand that everybody struggles and has bad days. But we know, don't we, that this is not giving our best to the body. This is not who we're called to be, and there's better in store for us. Have a look at these instructions again, uh, from verse 9 to 13. Who do you know who's like that? Most often. Like, who is there in your life that you think, yeah, I reckon that person hits most of those things most of the time? Hold 
I'm thinking of a few people here. And they are such an encouragement to the body. Don't you think people who do that are encouragement to the body? Don't you just sense the DNA of Jesus in his disciples who really love everyone and delight to honour others and help where they can and work hard and serve enthusiastically. Now, does it look to you like God is draining them or filling them? Do you think they wish that they were different? God has graced each of us with gifts so we can use these gifts to serve the body. Here's the final point I want to highlight from this passage, something I'm learning in my walk with God and something life-giving that I want to offer you this morning. And We've already implied this, but let me focus on it here. It's all about the giver, not the gifts. Because there's this danger in this space. Let's isolate the gift. Let's find what you're really great at. And let's, let's let the church be a place where people are self-actualized, you know, where, we, where we find our sweet spot and we really get to uh, do what God's called us to. Or, or you might hear other people say, oh, I, I went to this church, but there was no place for me to you know, work in my gifts there. So I had to go somewhere else. They had a platform for me, had a place for me that way. That's not entirely wrong, but there's this danger in that, this danger. Yeah, I'm gifted. I'm gifted. So I'm glad there's a spot in this church where my gifts are valued. I love being on the platform. I feel validated by my title. I'm recognized and celebrated for what I'm good at around here. Yay, I'm giving my best to the body. I go, not so much. (laughs) Or this, I'm gifted and my best gift is not catered for here. People aren't valuing my best around here. I told them what my best was, but no one provided a ministry for me to do it. This church won't let me give my best to the body. Let me help us understand something really important here about giving our best to the body. The gifts, they don't belong to us. That means we don't possess them, we don't keep them, we can't hoard them, and we cannot use them for our identity in any way. They are not ours. So I'm Danny, child of God. I used to be Danny the physio. And I, you know you feel it when you introduce yourself to someone and you say, uh, they go, what do you do? And you go, I'm physio. And they go, oh, physio. Like, that kind of lifts their... They go, oh, wow, you must be what? I don't know. Smarter or richer or neither of those things were true. But I still kind of, I, I would lead there. And even, I've done this to my shame. I, I'm Danny, um, you know, I'm, I work for the, I'm a minister at the church, I'm a pastor at the church, but I used to be a physio. <laughs> It's just dangerous, this place in our hearts where we attach our identity to something that God's gifted us with. That wasn't you, that was God. And it wasn't even for you, it was for others. It's like um, back to this 
concept of a river flowing through me, this clean, clear grace from God pouring into my life that way. And I've just siphoned a bit off the edge, if you're familiar with water flow. And I've just, I want to just keep that bit for me. I'm going to, I'm going to refer to that as a source of my security and, and identity and, and hope and, and whatever. So here it is, this little puddle on the side of this river that I've just siphoned off. The problem with still water is that it stagnates. And it does when we do this. It stagnates. I'm, I'm dragging this analogy probably too far further than I, than I can. But just uh, go with this. And it stagnates with these sorts of things. Pride and envy and fear and control. And then that kind of gets back into our flow. And so the output from us now is laced with these things that are, that are not the grace of God to the body. They're just us clinging on to the need for our gift or for our position or for our title or for any of those things. And God is saying, yuck, that's really bad for you. Let me flush that out. You don't need that. Look up. There's an endless, beautiful, clear, life-filled stream flowing to you. Nothing outside of you can stop me flowing through you with awesome things you can give to others. And through our lives, you know, God will move us between roles and he'll ask us to give different aspects of his grace that he's given to us, depending largely on the need of the people that he takes us to. And it's all about him. It's about the giver, not the gifts. The hope and the promise for tomorrow is not this gift I have now. It's the giver that I trust. And that will, if, you, if that hits your soul and you believe it and you tell yourself that truth enough times that, kinda actually, that you actually believe it, that will free you to give your best to the body. Because if you can't serve where you want to, if particular roles aren't open to you, can that stop God from transforming your DNA so that you can give your best to the body? Can anything, can anything outside of your own heart stop you from being transformed by God so that your heart wants to give your best to the body? The only thing in the end that stops us giving our best to the body is our own heart. And the only way we can do this discipleship journey with Jesus towards all that is good and pleasing and perfect is to surrender what we want and give ourselves to what God wants for us, which includes giving our best to the body. And imagine if 10 more of us or 20 more of us or 50 more of us decided to give our best for the sake of our brothers and sisters here. This is what God wants. So he's gifted artists and sculptors and he wants them to give their best to the body. And he's gifted actors and musicians and playwrights and called them to give their best to the body. He's gifted people to work with the marginalized and called them to give their best. He's gifted theologians and communicators and people who can fix things and build things and cook things and pioneers and politicians and entrepreneurs and educators and authors and nurturers and counselors and childcare workers and programmers and marketers and more. 
How has God gifted you? He's provided all these gifts for the body. Sometimes we get stuck on only the gifts that are on show on a Sunday morning, but the body of Christ is the whole work. It's the 24-7 people of God you know, reaching out to our community around us and making disciples and encouraging each other on that journey. And your best is given to you for the sake of this body and for the people of God. There might not be, some people give their best for the people of God outside this body. I didn't mean to make that all kind of stuck here. But this is about our hearts and the people of God. This is God's plan for His church. Um, this is God's plan for you and me as we grow into the DNA He's calling us to. So, wherever you are on this journey today of giving your best to the body, I pray that you will resolve today to take another step forward towards all that God's calling us to be as his people. Let's pray. Father, we're your your people. We're your people. And we want to offer our bodies as living sacrifices to you again this morning. We pray that you would make us your vessels. Make us your offerings. Make us who you want us to be. Change our hearts a little more this morning. Jesus, so we walk out of here wanting to give our best to the body a little more than we did before. Thank you for this grace that you pour out on us towards all that is good and pleasing and perfect. We love you. Amen.